Hey everybody, and welcome back to another new episode of the Infinite Boost Podcast. I missed you. I hope that you missed me as well. Sorry for a little bit of delay, but I'm excited to be back. Before we get into this episode with Jacob, and I want to say that it was a good episode, Jacob is such a nice guy, I would like to bring up just one quick thing because I'm trying to make an honest go at this whole podcast thing. So I have relaunched my Patreon. I want to tell you a little bit about what I have going on there. There's going to be a few different levels starting at just $1, and for a dollar you will get the episode a day early every single week. When you sign up for Patreon, it will give you a private RSS feed that you can use to access all of the different features of whatever level you go to. So for a dollar, you will get the episode a day early. Then at $5, I'm starting something new. I'm calling it a small boost. It's going to be a new 12 minute short little me podcast. Get it? A small boost, 12 minutes. You see what I did there? And I'm going to be putting that out every week and it's just going to be me reflecting on what's going on with my game or maybe something that came up in the discord or something that I found in an old show and I just want to add something to it. So for $5, you will get that every week as well. It's going to be an additional quick 12-minute show just of me rambling, or I might have somebody on, but it's going to be quick, straight to the point, and very hyper-focused. And then at $10, I'm going to start doing a monthly Q&A. So if you sign up at the $10 level, whoever is in that level will be able to hop into a Discord call with me once a month, and I will just answer questions, ask questions, have a conversation with anybody and whoever can make it whenever that is. And then I will also upload that to the Patreon so you'll have access to the newest ones and all of them behind as as long as it continues. I'm really excited about these different ideas and these different things that I'm going to be supplementing this podcast with. I know that a lot of people have really enjoyed the podcast over the past year and a half and uh, I'm again just trying to dig deeper into my Rocket League game and also my content creation and I was thinking about what can what can I do and so many people just really enjoy the show whether it's my stream or YouTube people always come from the podcast so I wanted to figure out how I could just supplement it and make it more than what it already is and this is how I'm going to do that. And uh, before finally we jump in, I just want to say again, thank you for all the support. Thank you for listening. It really means a lot to me whenever somebody comes into the stream or shoots me a message on Twitter or on Discord, joins the Discord. It just means a lot to me. So I'm really, really grateful for that. I'm glad that so many people have gotten something out of this podcast and, and this little show that I put together. And I'm excited to move forward more consistently. And uh, that's it. So here we go, Jacob, who is a phenomenal artist and also a phenomenal Rocket League player. I was really thrilled to have him on when he said yes, because I just enjoy everything that he's contributed to the Rocket League community. But enough of me, let's get into the show. I've actually been following you for quite some time and I was going to do this before we got started uh, and I completely forgot. But I have, for quite some time, I've been extremely impressed with uh, your motion graphic capabilities. Like, what you do is just insane. Thanks, man. 
so it. tell me tell me a little bit about all that stuff like did you go to school are you self-taught and I, uh, how, yeah, how do you sorry. create all that stuff from nothing it's just mind-boggling to me yeah so i am pretty much completely self-taught um i have a lot of talented people around me who i've gotten to learn a lot from but i didn't go to school for it uh, i went to college for two years uh, intending to do that but uh up in oregon at uh, the university i attended they didn't do much like those introductory classes they're like hold on we're not touching a computer quite yet and i'm like well, why am i here what's going on so i ended up leaving that and uh i just did freelance for a while and i ended up getting picked up by a company called video copilot and i worked there for i did a contract for them for about a year and then i did uh i worked in studio for a few years and now i'm back doing freelance again so uh it's uh yeah it's just sort of been kind of a, a journey of just kind of making what i feel like making and seeing it where where it takes me <laughs> yeah that's i mean i just i think about so the things that come to mind immediately that really kind of boggle my mind is the hair on the llama on verge mm -hmm. like the shagginess of that thing and how it just bounces around is just completely incredible well thanks man it, let's see i have a funny one um when you do that type of work there's a certain amount of um there's a certain amount of guesswork that goes into it uh -huh. you kind of have to punch in settings and see what it gets you and punch in different settings and until you land somewhere where you feel uh, happy with it. And there were a couple uh, early test renders that were really funny. And I have one on my Twitter here. I was going to shoot over to you. Let's see. Might be in the replies, maybe. I think I was talking to Cinderblock about it, which is why it showed up like that. Hmm. <laughs> here it is. Oh, and here, here you are in the replies, too. Uh, copy image. I'm going to send it to you in Discord here, uh, cool. where uh, I had some of the tangling turned up a little too high and unintentionally did a, a, oh. a dreadlocks llama. So that, was a, <laughs> that was a funny that's, early test. That's really funny. But yeah, Verge came to me with a with a really just out there idea and was like, I want it to be like my llama character, but like real. And I want it to be like on a field and then it goes into space and then maybe we could like come out of a car and then it would end on my logo. And I'm like, okay, that's insane. Let's do it. So we <laughs> kind of came up with like what exactly that would look like and what the logistics were. And he kind of just let me do my thing. And I sent it to him and that what I, what you see in his intro is the, is the first, literally the first iteration. Like obviously there was a little bit of previs that went into it for like, um, storyboards or uh, I sent a little animatic and once we were happy with that um, sort of the first version of seeing it all together he was like that's it I love it thank you and we just kind of went from that so it was uh, he was really cool and easy to work with and uh, super appreciative yeah he's a uh, he's a really yeah. chill dude mm -hmm. I actually it's funny that we're talking about Verge because obviously he's been on the show but then mm -hmm. the other day we were uh, it was like a week or so ago when they brought back um rocket labs for the first time me and some friends were playing on galleon 
and mm-hmm. he actually queued into our game, mm-hmm. but he mm-hmm. he didn't have like a dig tag on. He didn't have a tag. His profile was private, and I was like, "You're not the real Verge. You're a fake Verge." Uh, I said that like in the game, <laughs> but then of course it actually was him. So I I felt pretty mm-hmm. bad about that. Um, I can I, I can call him out a little bit right now. Um, I did when we first got to work together. He asked if I if I played Rocket League, and I was like, "Oh, of course." And he's like, "Let's play a game." And so we queued into a one v one. We did a best two out of three. And I actually beat him. So Verge, if you happen to end up seeing this, uh, I know you would kill me in that rematch, given the preparation of knowing you're going in to actually prove yourself. However, I, I want the rematch. I want to see. Oh, <laughs> I want to see it happen. <laughs> that is uh that needs to be on, on the smug sometime graphic designer versus RLCS mm-hmm. coach. Oh man. He, yeah, he, I'm sure I caught him off guard a little bit. Uh, and, uh, obviously it, it's verge. So I'm try harding. Oh yeah, probably, for sure. He's probably got his feet kicked up like, Oh, what the heck? So not expecting it. I'm not claiming I'm better than the guy by any means, but that's my pride and joy is I'm like, Oh yeah, I beat him in the best two out of three. Yeah. So uh, bring it. Let's, let's do the rematch. (laughs) I mean, sure. You can be, you can be surprised in game one. Right. But then you have two more games to win. Mm -hmm. So you got to give yourself some credit. Mm -hmm. All right. This, this camera is not cooperating with me. Um, well, you bringing up your upset defeat of Verge is a great transition into what we're actually here to talk about, which is, of course, Rocket League. So Mm -hmm. give me your backstory. How did you find the game? How'd you get started? Uh, and, and what kind of hooked you in the game such that you get to a place where you can beat Verge in a, in Mm -hmm. a best of three, one V one match. I uh, found it on PlayStation for free, like I feel like most of us did, and uh, just decided I really liked it. And I think that was about it. Like I just kind of just kept playing it. I played it on PlayStation for like a year, and I was like, oh, I can play it on my computer. So I did. Uh, and um, I've thus far, however many years later, when did it go free? Like 2016? So like five years later. 2015. Five, yeah. six years later, I'm, I'm not even close to getting bored of it and it's pretty much for some reason still what i like to spend most of my limited free time doing so uh yeah that's 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 about that <laughs> which is impressive because no other game has done that to me where i'm just like oh this is this is the only game i feel like playing and it's really funny because it's such a silly concept people who haven't played it they're like that game i'm like yeah that, yeah that's the one i spent spent all the hours in so yeah well, so were you much of a video game player before that? Mm-hmm, definitely. Okay. What kind of games did you play before you got completely obsessed with Rocket League? I play very few competitive games. I was I got really good at the only other game I got like competitively good at was uh, Smash Bros. Brawl when it was on the Wii. Um, this is like even pre when the Wii U came out. And uh, I had some buddies who like played in tournaments and stuff like that. And I never went and like tried to enter anything myself, but I would often beat those guys in that game. And so <laughs> I, I got like, like obsessed, like really good at, at Brawl. Um, and then I didn't really play much 
other competitive games. I played a lot of Mortal Kombat. I'm a big fan of like fighting games. But other than that, it's all just I love any single player AAA game that comes out. I I just am diving right on top of. So mm. I'd say probably like my favorite game like all time would probably be Bloodborne just in general. I don't know if you played that one. It was a PlayStation exclusive. That yeah, was, uh, I'm familiar with it, but uh, I have not spent any time playing those kinds of games. Yeah, that one's that one's very 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 fun. I like that one a lot. <laughs> so, have you visited any of the other Smash Brothers? Then, uh, for no reasonable amount of time, like I have a I have a Nintendo Switch, uh, and I got the new one. I didn't play the one in between this one and Brawl. Uh, I forget just the one that came out when the wii u came out i think but uh yeah but for no real amount of time maybe i might have maybe five ten hours logged in in total since i got it like i i hardly ever touch it but it's a really fun game to just play occasionally Mm -hmm. when i'm yeah (laughs) go for it how many hours do you have in rocket league total probably between between PlayStation, I have two accounts. Um, one I use to just play myself, and one I use to play with some of my buddies, because um, I, I don't often feel great about dragging them into like like high GC lobbies. Um, uh, yeah, and that's no fun for them either. So right. as, as maybe as unethical as it is, I have an account I keep a little bit lower so I can play with my friends. Um, so between that account, my main, and then probably what I had on PlayStation, which I'm not sure with, it might be somewhere in the realm of like 2,000 hours, I okay. guess. 2,000, 2,200 maybe, I'd guess. I'd put it in that range. And what, where is your rank right now? Um, I, I actually don't play threes like ever. I don't know why. I just don't really do it. So I don't actually have a rank in threes on my main account. I haven't played 10 games since the new season. In twos, it's GC2, and in ones, I'd like to claim it's GC3, but I, I deranked recently, and I'm sitting in GC2. <laughs> okay, so GC2 to GC3, which is still insane. I mean, yeah. both of those yeah. are very good. <laughs> ones is my jam. The only reason I'm able to get that high in twos is because uh, a lot of times my teammates will let me ball chase a little bit uh yeah in threes it just doesn't happen it's like and so i'm having to like try my very best to play with my teammates and uh it's like so stressful that's like way more stressful than the other game modes for me trying to be like am i where i'm supposed to be and that's why i haven't dedicated a lot of hours towards that game mode it's something i'm interested in getting good at but i haven't yet (laughs) well that's fair i mean you do have a busy work life i'm sure and then the little one that you Mm want to spend some time with right Sure. He's going to be one in like two weeks about. That's crazy. That's Congratulations. Like, how, how has it been a year already? I don't know. But yes, it's he takes up uh, a significant amount of my time, which I'm very happy about. And, but, and uh, what a crazy year it's been. For sure. Oh my gosh. Weird year like, to have a kid in. But at the same time, like, a, I mean, you already work from home, right? So it's not that big of a change for you, but... Mm-hmm. In terms of like not having any pressure to go outside, it's it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Like oh, you just stay sure. home, not do anything, and hang out with your new boy. So that's that's cool. Congratulations mm-hmm. on getting to one year. That's that's always exciting. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Um, so one thing that I've been thinking about recently, because I am right now 
Like I've been taking the game a lot more seriously, streaming more, practicing more, and just mm -hmm. focusing on like playing very few games. Like in game, my level is just ridiculously high, a lot higher than like most of my friends. Um, and mm. my, my hours right now are at 4,400. Nice. Um, Very cool. Where, what, what's your uh, rank spread? So like I'm champ one in threes and twos. And then right now I'm diamond three in um, ones. Nice. So if I look, so my, in my XP level is 2,400. Mm -hmm. So I would say up until, and I, I mean, I've done my fair share of training. Like obviously I've done a decent amount. Um, cause I mean, champ one is no joke, especially after free play. I feel like it's harder to maintain that than it used mm -hmm. to be. Um, I'm curious, do you have rocket league up right now? Uh, I can pull it up. I closed it right when we were getting started. I'd be curious to know how many total matches you played. Uh, let me go. I'd have to add up between my two accounts, but I can go to the sure. account I have more hours on. And let you yeah, know. I'd be curious just like how many you have. Because if anything I have found recently, like in kind of reflecting on all the time that I've put into the game, I've spent so many hours just playing games and not necessarily focused on, even mm -hmm. though I've said that I've wanted to improve, not necessarily actively improving or looking at my mistakes and how to correct them consistently. So, and I think based on what you've been able to do in your professional life, like, you know, very self-starting, self-taught, been able to get to a place where you're you know just doing this freelance work and how, like do you feel like those two things correlate at all like your motivation and ability to teach yourself all of the motion graphics has is that the same kind of thing as your ability to uh get to a high level in rocket league um i think that um they're a little bit different for me. Uh, I'm really just kind of as, as silly as this might sound like I'm just really passionate about like, art, my artistic drive, I guess. And as funny as it is, like, I hate having to charge for projects like I love like, obviously, like, the, the higher budget, like a client might come to me with if they have like, something that allows me to just focus on that, and only that for a long time and make it as good as it possibly can be. That's obviously my favorite because then I can not stress about the budget and how much time I'm putting into it. And I can just get my head down and make it as, as good as I can and, and feel that sort of like artistic approach again. Sure. Um, and, and, or if I do a lot of different client projects and I have a little bit of like a backlog going, then it allows me to work on something with someone for free or with myself for free. And so like, that's like the ultimate goal is to be able to just like do something just for the sake of doing it because I'm passionate about it. Whereas I think Rocket League might be full stubbornness. <laughs> it's just me going, ah, I need to be better. Uh, so there's a little bit, there's a little bit of a, I think a difference there just in my mentality. So let me, let me recorrect or kind of, maybe I didn't ask it the best or hmm, okay. set it up the best. Like when, going back to like when you were learning how to do what you do now, 
Mm-hmm. So in terms of, I guess, like, quote unquote, ranking up your virtual grad, like your ability to just mm-hmm. be committed to something to master it or get to a very high level. Would you say that they are the boat, like the same thing uh, with the art and the Rocket League? Like, do they tap into the same kind of um, area I for you? Would- I still would actually, believe it or not, I would, I would kind of lean back on a similar answer where I think, again, the artistic stuff is I think I just enjoy it in like a really simple, plain sense where I'm just like, I'm enjoying myself right now. This is really fun. I'm like, oh, look, look what else I can do. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and it just sort of has like this explorative nature to it where I feel like, um, especially early on. And I, I mean, even now, uh, there's just so much more I could learn and so much more I can do. And every new thing I learn about, it's like another tool that I have now added to my, to my arsenal that can help me make better stuff. And, you know, and I think anybody who does similar work that what I might do, um, would agree that like, you kind of have like these ideas in your head and you can't always do exactly that. Um, but as you learn more and as you grow, you might get to a point where now some of these ideas are unlocked and you're like, oh, now I, now I know how I would do that. And so I think that very early on, there was stuff I wanted to create and make that I wasn't able to yet that influenced me and made me want to learn more and keep pursuing this. Uh, whereas again, I think, I think Rocket League in general, and I even just video games, it's, it's just like stubbornness where I'm like, I feel a little bit like, ugh. Oh, man, that guy totally got the best of me. I need to figure out how and why that happened and and be better. So ne- next time he can't get the best of me again. And it's funny, you and I were talking back and forth uh, about about chess on Twitter because I recently discovered that I am getting that same feeling from that game as I do from Rocket League. Where oh, I'm like, sure, yeah. dang it. Oh, he totally outsmarted me. All right, I need to learn more. I need to like practice and then you figure out what went wrong. So next time he can't outsmart me. And it's very, it's very similar. And it's like, at the end of the day, I am enjoying myself. But like, it's not like this thing where I'm like, ah, oh, this is so pleasant in the moment. Like, I'm often like, Ugh. and like, my wife will be like, Are you okay? And I'm like, I'm having fun. No, but <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had plenty of conversations like that with my wife, like coming into the kitchen after playing Rocket League. And you just have that face because you've been playing so bad. Or not mm-hmm. happy with how, and like she asks a question, and you have that sour tone. I'm just crabby. Just it's not you. I'm just <laughs> I'm just annoyed right now. I, yes, yes, I can relate to that definitely. Yeah, we have we have been there plenty of times. Definitely, that's that's yeah. really funny. And chess. Oh man, I sometimes, especially when I have a bad day of Rocket League, and I'm watching like a streamer or something play chess. And I'm a pretty analytical guy. Like I, I mm-hmm. think a lot about Rocket League. So mm-hmm. when I watch somebody play chess, I'm like, I should just do this. This is all analytical. Like it's very thought provoking. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to worry about my hand-eye coordination or reacting to things fast. Chess is such mm-hmm. a excite like it's it's a fun game to figure out and, and experience like once you understand mm-hmm. what's going on. Oh man, I, I would I would in, entirely agree. My dad just came and visited uh, for his uh, birthday. He was here this week, and um, he he lives up in Oregon, and I, I'm down in uh, like L.A. area. And uh, 
he is an excellent chess player and he kicked mm. my butt like oh, i have this like set up a chessboard because i was like ready i was like all right you used to always kick my butt but now now i'm gonna i've learned a little bit so now maybe i'll put up a better fight and i i mean i maybe barely did but like it was very it was it was a good time we did that a lot while he was here <laughs> oh that's awesome um I'm working were on you... my answer for you about total matches. I'm logging into my oh. account now. <laughs> cool. Were you um, very competitive growing up? Did you play sports or anything like that? Or is the whole like competitive side of thing a new thing for you? Um, I wouldn't say it's like new anymore, but it is new later in my life. Um, growing up, I maybe was a, a little bit competitive, but uh but I don't know. That's not entirely true. I had an older brother who was always better at everything than I was. And obviously that's motivating, but at the same time, it's, it's humbling. So it's one of those things where like, I can only try and do what I can do. And I was a little bit more of a sensitive kid, I guess my, uh, uh, I did play sports a lot. Um, my favorite funny enough was soccer. I tried football for a season. Wasn't my thing. I played baseball since like from T-ball all the way up till I was like 13 um and i played soccer for a few years and then when i went into high school i started focusing on like filmmaking and so i kind of mm. stopped playing sports but uh yeah no it wasn't always like a like a super competitive thing i think later in life is when those types of feelings emerged <laughs> hmm. i'm so i'm so intrigued like what rocket league does to people in terms mm -hmm. of like hooking hooking them in and just like you said this stubbornness that you have formed from the game so in in terms of like your time spent in rocket league especially at 2200 hours what how how did you come to the decision or what was the process like for you to kind of get to where you've gotten because some people get frustrated and stubborn like me and I have, and I'll spend, you know, I've, I'm sure there have been plenty of times where I continue to queue game after game mm -hmm. because I just want that one game that I feel good about, which has mm -hmm. gotten me to 4,000 hours and being where I, I am. And you're at half the hours and mm -hmm. closer to where I'd like to be. So like that stubbornness, those feelings, how did that correlate into how you spent your time in the game? So I am, I, I would say I'm a very unique player because I am exceptionally bad mechanically for how high ranked I am. And it's very visible going into any lobby that I am outmatched mechanically. And I think that very early on, I noticed that that was what was happening. And so I'd be like, oh, well, I can't do that. Or I can't position here. Or when he does that, I should do this to counterattack it. Um, which is why I kind of fell in love with doing 1v1s is because I could not have to worry about so much at once. I could just focus on where am I on the field and where is he on the field and how should I approach this? And so I think I just figured out, uh, I have, I, I'd say only mechanically thing I, I could brag about mechanical thing I could brag about would be like, like my shot accuracy. I'm pretty good at like putting the ball in the net wherever I feel like it. Uh, other than that though, like that's about it. I kind of just brute forced my way up to where I sit now. And everyone who I beat usually has something negative to say about me, who is like in chat, like, 
holy crap, how did I lose to you? You're the worst player I've ever lost to. Like, this is embarrassing. I'm uninstalling. <laughs> and that's like a, a not super rare occurrence to run into people who, who act like this. And I think I got really good at, at, at like predicting what someone wanted to do and positioning myself well enough that that carried over into 2v2. Um, not exactly, but close enough that I was able to now get myself up to where I am in 2v2. It does not carry over like at all into 3v3. Uh, just my ability to guess what somebody wants to do and put myself where I want to be because there's just too much going on and there's too much team coordination and uncoordination where I'm just like, ah, I don't, where, what am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to be? And, and so I haven't spent as much time in that game mode. But yeah, I, I'd say it's just been brute forcing myself up to where I am now. And so I've gotten there by maybe being a little too analytical and a little less uh, about practicing. <laughs> like, just like, oh, I got to figure out how to do this move better or whatever. Um, I'm rambling now. I have an answer for you about my total matches. Okay. On my main account, it's 7,800. And on the alt, it's 2,900. So total is 10,700 matches. Plus okay. whatever whatever might be on PlayStation, which sure. um, I don't know. I, would... I won't count those. That's fine. I have PlayStation <laughs> matches. I'm not counting as well. So I have like only about 6,000 more. Wait. Okay, Google, what's 6,000 times six? The answer is 36,000. 30. Oh, yeah. yeah that's actually nice. easy math. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Divide it. So divided by 60 for an hour, that would be what, 600? Mm hmm. So, or 6,000. No, 600. Divide 36,000 divided by 60? 60. Yeah, it would be 600. Okay. So that's only like 600 hours more of game time, mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. Sounds like it. Yeah. So would you... One thing that I've also noticed about myself, just not only in Rocket League, but in other games in general, is it. Like I will very mindlessly play a game over and over and not necessarily take into account what's happening or what mistakes I'm making. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess, you know, the Einstein's definition of insanity, I am very good at um, creating that over and over again and mm -hmm. kind of going insane, I guess you could say, or pushing myself there, which would lead me to not necessarily improving uh, mm -hmm. effectively, would you say that you have like from the get go, you were taking into account like mistakes that you were making or what was happening and then working on correcting those things? Yes. Uh, I think that's almost literally all I do. Um, and it's, it's part of the reason why I'm not very good mechanically is because I'm often thinking about like, with what I know now, how could I have stopped that instead of me being like, oh, like, like, I, I just need to score more goals and I need to learn how to do cooler stuff. Like, it was a lot about like, like, uh, there are days where I will play every 1v1 twice is I'll go, uh, this is a very common thing I'll do is I'll, I'll play a game and whether I win or lose, if it's a good game, uh, I'll save the replay and then I'll hold my controller and watch it from the opponent's perspective. And I think about like in his position, what would I like 
instinctively like muscle memory where am i wanting to move and and seeing how what he's doing is differing from like based on what's going on in the game how my hands are wanting to move so i'm like watching him like i'll be like oh i'd grab that boost and he would turn and go up field and i'd think now i'm thinking like huh why did he do that um and did it work out uh and i'm also getting to see like if i was playing against myself like based on where i am on the field where would i put myself and so i'll watch it and i'll do i'll play the game and then i'll play it again from my opponent's perspective and then i'll be like, huh oh, okay and then i'll play a new game and i'll save that replay and i'll do the same thing and i like do that over and over again is it is it insane is it actually helping me i'm not sure it doesn't make me any better at hitting flip resets that's for sure <laughs> and it and again you're gc two and ones mm-hmm. so i would in 2200 hours mm-hmm give or t- I'd say it's helping you like GC GC two is like, <laughs> is the top what 0.6% sure. of, the, of the player base. That's I've never heard anything like that. That, I mean, I've heard mm-hmm. people say like, watch replays from your perspective or the mm-hmm. opponent's perspective, but like holding the controller and like re literally like, replaying the game or like thinking through that process mm-hmm. uh that's that's pretty fascinating mm-hmm. and, and you've that, been doing like that for a long time for me. yeah yeah that's 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 my regular thing <laughs> huh that's super interesting mm-hmm. so <laughs> i i i'm really curious because you say you're like not a very mechanical player but to mm-hmm. get to that point, you have to have like, I would assume, and I think you talk to anybody that's mm-hmm. a high level player and they're going to say that their mechanics aren't good. Mm-hmm. Like you talk to any pro player and they're like, oh, my mechanics are scuffed or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, to be able to control yourself in the ball to get to that place, mm-hmm. you have to be pretty good. Or are you just a really scrappy player like how would you define your if you had to define your 1v1 game how would you how would you describe it uh suffocating it's just constant ball chasing and and not giving your opponent any time and not making them feel comfortable at all i can probably shoot the ball from like they're gonna like how often they're up on the ceiling and they'll flip reset and then stall and hit a second flip reset and I've already jumped and I'm like, dang it, now they're gonna flick it over me and they do and I'm like, ah, okay. And so next time they're doing that, I'll think, okay, he's probably gonna stall and hit a second flip reset on me. Uh, and I'm waiting on the ground and he doesn't and he just uses his first flip reset to go whoom, and throw into the corner. And I'm like, dang it, this guy's totally outclassing me here. Uh, whereas like the best I got is like, oh, a little bounce dribble and I'll, kick it top right corner when he's in the top in the bottom left and i'll do that and he'll save it i'll do it again and he'll save it and the next time i'll fake the shot wrap around it and push it bottom left and hey i got a goal out of it and like uh i think i'm also pretty good about figuring out why i lost kickoffs pretty quickly and then stopping losing kickoffs uh so when i can get possession and i can ball chase and not let my opponent take any shots like it's like a bit suffocating and they're really annoyed because I'm not doing anything even remotely impressive, at least visually speaking, and they're losing 
and they're really mad about it. And now they're in chat, like you're the worst player I've ever seen. And it's a lot of fun. <laughs> so them calling you the worst player is just the fact that you aren't, I mean, you're just fundamentally sound. I, I would say, I would say so that that would be my, my play style. Um, and I think maybe someone might call it boring. Um, yes. To watch probably. Yes. Um, yeah. for me, no, I'm not bored. I'm having a good time. <laughs> right. You're still winning the game, mm-hmm. which is, which is the priority. That's yes. really interesting. So have you spent much time in training packs, free play? Like, what does that look like? Or is it, is what, what has been your training to get to like where you're at? Casual one V ones a lot because you can try new things and you can see what works. And I'd say probably almost half the time you run into somebody who wants to freestyle one V one you, and then you go, oh, okay. And then that's like my version of free play because now I don't get to practice ones, but I have to just wait for this guy to hit a crazy shot and see if I can save it. And then I do my best to do the same. And that's probably the only reason I can even kind of hit flip resets occasionally is from how often people want to do that. But I like it when they don't, when a casual one starts and we both do it like a nice kickoff against each other and he goes for the ball. I'm like, yes. All right. Game on. Like this guy wants to play. He's practicing. Um, and it's a mental thing for me because I'd like to be able to have that same level of practice in ranked, but I can't because in ranked, I'm just too stressed and I'm too, I'm wanting too badly to win that I'm not able to be analytical about anything. Whereas yeah. in casual ones, I can like relax a little bit more and not worry about it. And this is the added benefit that I love is if you lose and they're a cool dude, oftentimes you just play them again. And then you get yeah. to try new things and go, okay, what, what didn't work and what's going to work this time? So I probably have an obnoxious number of hours just doing casual 1v1s. I do I do free play and training packs like occasionally, but um, sometimes I'll get on and I'll just play like a ton of casual ones and then I won't even play ranked that day and I'll just get off. <laughs> huh. How, how many games is like your longest streak against the same person in a casual ones lobby like how many times in a row will they let me play them yeah (laughs) i don't know probably like 20 like i've had somebody i've had somebody just wanting to just stick through it and we'll be trading it's usually when we're trading blows back and forth where i'm taking a game he's taking a game i'm taking a game uh and it's also usually only when they're like pretty cool because it's very often and i part of me has thought about like would this make good content Because someone will say in a casual ones lobby, the same as they will in a ranked, they'll go, oh, you're the worst player. Like, I I should not have lost to you. I'm way better than you are. And I usually try and coax them into another match because, you know, why not? So I'll type something back along the lines of, oh, well, would you like to try again? (laughs) Would you like to try again? And uh, usually the same old song and dance goes as they won't respond. They'll just ready up. I'll ready up. I'll win again. And then they'll leave and we don't actually get to talk about what happened and um, their attitude. So uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's a, a not super rare occurrence. And I have some recordings on my uh, computer of that happening. Um, but uh, yeah, it, 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 when, when someone, oh, and my favorite, I've ran into, I've ran into some people in casual ones who I would not have gotten to run into in 
regular ones because I'm not their rank. Uh, some notable ones um, are I ran into Illusion once. Wow. Uh, and he absolutely just smoked me, just insane. And uh, I uh, saved that replay. And it was, that was really fun to go back and watch that replay. And I ran into some people who I don't recognize, but who are just creaming me really bad and who I'm chatting. I'm like, hey, what's your rank, dude? And they're like, oh, I'm like top 10. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Can we play again? <laughs> and often they're like, no, I'm bored. And I'm like, okay, have a good day. <laughs> and the best I can do is save that replay and watch back and be like, all right, what did I do wrong? <laughs> so in but, terms uh, of, in, in terms of like, uh, mm -hmm. your game and then watching back those replays of mm -hmm. like a Lucian or a top 10 ones player, what are the differences that you see in between your gameplay and their gameplay? Somehow they know what I'm going to do and they're faster and oftentimes i've noticed this is when they are not able to outsmart me at least instantly when i'm able to defend well or beat them to a certain spot or whatnot the only thing they have to do is like oh, oh then i'll just outplay oh he's gonna meet me on the ground here then i'll start air dribbling and i'll get a, a, a flipper set off the ceiling and then come down oh he saved that okay well then i'll just catch the ball in the hood of my car drift around and while he's collecting this boost i'll just put it in the net like it, it, it's like the complete ability to it's like it's like they have the magnet modifier on them all the time and it's it's hard to say exactly it, it's like a mix of my game that i play which is just like very analytical and very grounded and fundamental um where they're, they have that and they're better at that than me. But if, you know, maybe I'm really bringing it and I'm able to match them slightly in that field, then they can just sort of go around me by then just out mechanics me and take whatever shot they want from whatever spot in the field they want. And then it's kind of like, oh, oh, okay. Like, I remember I 1v1'd uh, Rapid once. Uh, we did a couple games back and forth. Uh, and Rapid, one thing I noticed is that like he would be able to very quickly like if the ball popped out somewhere within like an instant he's able to have his car pointed at the ball and he's boosting whether he was up here on the wall or he was over here like facing backwards like whereas like i might need to like perform like the ball's like here and my car's like here i might need to do a half flip and then turn into it whereas mm -hmm. like he's doing like a half flip in that direction at the ball. So it's like three quarters of a flip and he's already boosting. So he's, he was there to the ball like seconds before I was every single time. And it was like that, that to me is like a very impressive mechanic to just have down and to probably not even have to think too hard about is he's just, he's just on the ball. And I'm like, well, not a lot I can do when I can't get to the ball before you. <laughs> yeah, I think, in the little time that I've spent playing one v ones, the one thing that I know, and the one thing that I've noticed, and I've tried to, you know, add into my own game and and think about more because it helps in all things, is mm -hmm. just how quickly people recover and get mm -hmm. back to the ball, and how uh, how close really talented ones players are able to stay to the ball and mm -hmm. still be in control of their car and still get to the ball. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I realized that personally it takes me a good amount of time to like line up my car with the ball to actually make an attack. Like I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I primarily play threes. So having to rotate all the way back so that I can line up and be ready to go where a ones player will attack the ball or start something and then might go just a little bit away quickly power slide and be ready to go again. Mm-hmm. Like I can already tell that. I mean, obviously you're a million ranks ahead of me, but then also just that you play this more smothering style. Like I mm-hmm. would not be able to keep up with that because you probably just line yourself up so quickly mm-hmm. and stay on the ball. Like, rapid to you is you to me that's that's a funny way of putting it and um without you know it's very it's very flattering i guess i'll just say uh (laughs) that you you would think that rapid gave me my favorite tip i've ever gotten because it was so outside the box um he said stop jumping right don't jump you're you're jumping too much and i was like what and he'd be like yeah you don't need to jump as much as you think you jump when you jump those seconds that you're in the air are seconds lost on positioning Mm -hmm. and like i'm watching you you'll you'll jump at something and i'll just go oh okay and i'll just go around you and obviously easier said than done and he's a very experienced player uh he wanted to do like an intro or something i I wasn't sure if it was for youtube and he it was a very similar start to what i had with verge where he came at me with like this really cool idea like this character and like it was going to do like a thing and i was like oh dude that sounds awesome and he's like cool yeah i'll let you know like when i want to start that and then he was we were talking about rocket league and i asked him if he'd be willing to play a couple with me and he did very kindly and we we played a bunch of 1v1s like three or four and then he was like okay cool i gotta go man i was like yeah sounds good and then he ended up being like hey i'm doing a different thing now so i don't actually need that intro but like i really appreciate the time and i was like yeah no sweat it man you ever need something hit me back up so um, that was where it ended with him just to give you context why him and I were playing a couple together. Um, but yeah, he was a super cool dude and gave me a lot of cool tips, but that was my favorite was like, stop jumping so much. You're putting yourself out of position when you do. And so now I'm like, one thing I'm thinking about when I'm watching replays, I'm like, did I need to jump there? Which is like yeah. a really funny thing to, to think about. Well, and it's funny that you bring that up because that's something that I've been thinking myself in my own game, like watching mm-hmm. back my replays. Uh, I would notice that, like, I would say one of the weakest parts of my game right now that I've noticed a lot is just uh, timing. So mm-hmm. being in the right place at the right time to get the most effective touch. Uh, and part of that is, like, if if a ball is coming towards my side of the field and I'm third man back, uh, like, I would get to the ball a little bit late so it already bounced. Like, I can't catch it. It's bounced and it's headed back up. So to try and catch the ball to actually do something with it or to stop its momentum from continuing towards my net, I would jump into it and I would get like a soft touch so it would stay close to me, but I was in the air. So I I would have to go on the wall to kind of catch myself and then try and follow or I would have to Mm -hmm. land. And, you know, even in champ one, there would already be somebody on me by then. Like I would not be able to follow that touch after I jumped. And I noticed that in my replays three or four times. And finally, it, you know, it dawned on me, 
Like I can't jump there. Like that is not a place that you can jump and jumping is not a good way to start a possession. So I myself, instead of like jumping into the ball uh, or jumping, just flat out jumping, mm-hmm. um, I've been trying to time the ball better or wait a little bit longer till the ball is like closer to the ground so I can catch it or at least go into a 50. So I'm not just giving a possession. So it's mm-hmm. funny that you said that because that's something that I've already been thinking about myself in my own game about how I can better handle myself. That's funny. Yeah, that's a it's a, a good overlap, I guess, like a, a something I hadn't previously thought about. But I think it's a it's a, a fun thing to think about. And this is part of the reason uh, I like the stupid car ball game so much is because like there's so many different ways to go about it. And it's oh, yeah, like something you can just nonstop think about. And you're never going to know anything. Uh, you're, not, sorry, you're never going to know everything. And you can always get a little bit better than you than you were previously. And so it's sort of like this stubborn drive I have to be like, nah, dang it. Like, I, I got to do better. <laughs> so when is, when is the last time you played some 1v1 games and kind of did your process of playing a game, watching a game? probably a few days ago, um, maybe on like Monday or something like that. I probably got on and did a couple. Uh, I do that probably at least once every session unless I'm on with my friends. I've got some, I've got some buddies who I play with a lot and we'll do, we'll do twos and threes together. Uh, and so I'm not often thinking too hard about it when I'm playing with them. But, uh, yeah, like even if I'm on before they're, Oh, I'll get, Hey guys, I'll be right there. Okay, cool. I'll play a ones game and, now it's not something I do like so often on purpose. I don't often go into a session thinking I'm going to do that. But if I play a particularly good game where I'm like, whew, that was like a really close loss or a really close win. That guy really had my number. I'll often be like, hang on, guys, I just need a minute. And I'll, I'll, I'll watch the game back and, and think about it for a minute. Like, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's not something I'm often intending to do. Uh, but it's, it, I, I don't know, I just enjoy it. It's a fun thing to kind of go back and think about like what you did wrong and what you could do different next time. And what do you feel like are things that you noticed in the most recent games that are putting you at a disadvantage? One thing that I've noticed is that, hmm, that's a good, that's a really good question. I was trying to find my answer while I was saying that. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe my boost management, I'm often trying to like with the suffocating style of play, I'm often trying to steal boost like a lot. And when you're stealing boost, you have to at least have some room in the tank to collect hundred pads as you're going over them. And you have to be really good at pathing over small pads, but the boost management of my opponents often is good enough that I'm actually taking longer to to get possession or to get a shot off because I'm pathing over pads that I don't mm. technically need. I've got plenty of boost. I'm just sort of doing it like as a habit uh, to make sure that they're not there for them to collect. And it works often, but as I've gotten higher in rank, I've actually noticed sometimes just playing possession or going for a quicker shot is better than stealing boosts. Like one thing that I get caught out with, like 
almost every session I have uh, is when like you'll take a shot on net. And so maybe I'm coming from like left and I'll shoot top right corner and I'll then go across his net to grab his corner boost before I rotate back out. Um, and I'm already thinking I'm going to do this before I know if he's saving it or not. Sometimes he doesn't save it and now I have a goal. Nice. But sometimes he'll save it. Uh, and he's saving it in the direction that I'm going to take the boost in. So I'm taking that corner boost and he's saving it into the corner. And haha, now he doesn't have a boost. So I can go ahead and whip around, get the mid boost. And he has possession, yeah, but he's got no boost. Uh, that is an often thing that works, but I'm finding increasingly, uh, increasingly more and more often, he'll get a good enough save that he can keep possession and not need to grab that boost or has enough save that he doesn't go into the corner, he just starts a counterattack. And now here I am sort of hung out to dry in his corner stealing a boost I had no business stealing, and he's shooting on an open net. And I'm like, mm. dang it, I didn't need to do that. And I think it's like a, it's less a, a mistake in my gameplay, which is definitely a mistake in my gameplay, but more so I think it's it's sort of learning what your opponent's going to do. So like I might not, I might not make that mistake twice in one game, but uh increasingly more often uh that is a that is a goal i give up at least once in a game and i have to like it's like a repeated thing that i have to be like no don't do that you had plenty of boost it's okay if he gets his own boost you just have to be there in case he stops in case he goes for a quick counter attack because then you're going to give up a goal um i don't know that's I, that's one very long-winded thing sorry i just keep rambling off well, on that I mean, it's a, it's a podcast. Like that's, that's what we're here to do. We're just here to mm -hmm. talk about it. So that's perfectly fine. Cause I, I think, mm -hmm. uh, understanding the capabilities well in, in ones it's so broad, just like you say, you know, you, uh, are not an impressive player and you get a lot of, uh, comments saying that, mm -hmm. you know, and yet you are, you obviously deserve to be where you are because you're there. Um, mm -hmm. so just understanding the different kinds of capabilities of the people that you play against just mm -hmm. as much as make it like understanding that can lead you to make the right decision mm -hmm. and that quote unquote right decision or best decision can be different depending on who you're playing. For sure. Well, that's annoying, but that <laughs> I'm just, I, it's yeah, it's there are obviously are certain things that like are all they always work like, oh, uh, I'm going to I'm going to do a, a push kickoff here and then uh, I get beat really bad. And so on the next kickoff, I'm watching him and I'm like, is he pushing? Is he pushing? OK, I'm going to hook this and I'll hook it last second and I'll often win. It's like a quick thing that like like will be helpful in the moment, whereas like sometimes yeah sometimes you just have to play the guy for like a little part of the game before you know what the best option is but i think that stealing a boost i didn't have any business stealing when a counter attack is is possible in that moment uh the higher rank guys are always recognizing those opportunities and taking them and if i'm caught out doing something i had no business doing then uh 
then uh, that's uh, just a mistake that I shouldn't be making. And it's one that I think happens often. <laughs> well, and I feel like you're probably extremely more effective at lower boost than the average player too. Like you can probably do more with 20 or 25 than most mm -hmm. people could do with 50 or 70. Um, maybe. We'd have to put that to the test, I guess, a little bit. <laughs> I suppose I that that would be an interesting modifier uh, in Rocket League. Boost like, if cap. You, yeah, if you could, if you could cap. Like, did you did you see that Rizzo played against some other streamers last night? Uh, I saw on... that that was that that was going on. I haven't caught it yet. Uh, I'm I'm terrible at watching Twitch. I'm a big fan of a lot of streamers like Rizzo. Um, but uh, I don't often catch or really ever catch any of them live. I'm often on the, uh, the, the Rizzo live like YouTube channel watching like the VODs. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm a huge Johnny Boy fan because obviously I love ones and I watch all of his videos on YouTube, like every single one. And I very rarely get the chance to stop by and catch a live stream. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely more of a YouTube guy myself. Just being able to watch it when you can or when you want as opposed to having to be there when it's actually happening mm -hmm. benefits me greatly. So if you had to say, or do you think that you have a goal with like where you would like to be or where you want to get to with rocket league? Or, uh, would you just say that you're going to keep on playing and doing what you're doing and get to wherever you get to? And that's just what you're satisfied with. I have hypothetical goals, but no actual real ones that I'm doing anything to obtain. So I guess if I'm not doing anything to obtain the goal, it's more of a dream. But it's funny you say that because you mentioned earlier, you're like, oh, we got to make that happen on Smug. I'm like, my God, that'd be so fun. I don't think I'm going to ever be like, at least for a long time, ever going to be like top rank number one in ones and get invited to play on like Johnny Boy's stream. Um, that's just insane. I mean, uh, they've had all... content creators though on and like... that's that's I think maybe the only way that that could happen, and that's a hypothetical dream. But here I am, not posting Rocket League content or doing anything about that. But who knows? Maybe this year we'll uh, we'll, we'll make a change to that and make it happen. But I don't know. I, and I, I feel I like no concrete plans. I would say like most of your followership, like. And I guess you would know this better, but it seems like you do post a lot of Rocket League things. Mm -hmm. So a decent amount of people on Twitter, at least, seem to know you from the Rocket League community or possibly like, uh, you know, motion graphics things, because that is also, you know, what you spend your time doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe maybe that transfers over. Maybe it doesn't, but it would definitely be really fun to find out and explore a little bit. I'm a big fan of, uh, of what Linksy does. Uh, I really like his work and what that guy does. I've had the pleasure of talking to him a couple times just in general about, about stuff, but he, he like plays rocket league. And then he also like, will just live stream while he's like working on some video and editing some stuff. And it's kind of like, ah, I just do what I feel like it. And he's into very similar things that I'm into. Like, uh, he, he posts like skateboard clips and like, I love to go skateboarding. It's something that I regularly find time to go do. I saw uh, the one wheel behind you. 
yes, that's also uh, that's also a, a very fun thing that I <laughs> like to like to spend my time doing uh, occasionally. Not as much as I like these days, but uh, it it was my transportation to and from the studio for a long time. I would nice. just I just ride the one wheel instead of driving, which was which was definitely a fun commute. But uh, let's see. Oh yeah, no, but like anyway, that guy he's he's into very similar things that that I'm into, and it's really fun to see him kind of just out there making content uh and uh i definitely admire like his style so uh maybe there's something in there for me to do where it's kind of like oh i could you know if i'm working on something rocket league adjacent say i'm doing a new thing for a content creator like with that content creator's permission maybe i could live stream some of my motion process when i'm editing and if I felt like it, be like, oh, I'm going to play a couple 1v1s today as well. And I don't know. I don't know. This is this is all uh, almost coming up with it on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have, have you no have you plans. thought about doing that? Like uh, streaming kind of your work process? Uh, yeah. Like that would definitely be something I'd be interested in starting to do. I don't know how to do that. Uh, there's this guy, because uh, I feel like so much of it is boring. It's like, oh, I'm setting up textures and I'm working on like, uh, oh, these normals don't look right. I need to go like fix this map in Substance Painter or whatever. It's like, that's like so inherently boring, at least in my opinion, I'm not bored, but like, like I just can't imagine someone would sit it cause that might take me two hours. And I can't imagine someone would sit there for two hours watching me import and export stuff and fix a map just so I can put it back into my node tree and see how it looks in my render. And I go, Oh, yep, there we go. All right. Time to move on. But there's a guy, um, his name is, uh, uh, Clinton Jones. Uh, is that his last name? I can't remember his last name, but, uh, he goes by Punisher on YouTube. He's part of the, the corridor crew. Uh, he does, they do like, I don't know if you've ever watched, they do like the VFX artist reacts series. Uh, uh-uh, um, no. Anyway, they, uh, he does his own live stream sometimes and he does exactly that and he gets a lot of viewers and I'm like, okay, well maybe there is an audience for it. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, it's something that you're interested in, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I doubt you're the only person on earth that has an interest in that. Mm-hmm. So there's probably an audience for it somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I don't watch, uh, I love seeing the final results that come out of them. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, I love seeing kind of skimming through some of the process of what Clint does, but his, uh, his, you know, live stream sometimes like eight hours long. And I'm like, oh, I already sure. spent eight hours today doing almost exactly that for work. So to then go sit down and watch his live stream, uh, and watch somebody else do all of those tasks, uh, is a little bit like work in and of itself, uh, considering I just came from already doing it. So like, he's like a, an incredible personality and, and like a really fun guy to watch do that stuff. Um, but even I'm sort of clicking through the VOD instead of watching it live to be like, sure. what did you do here? Oh, so cool. What did you do here? Oh, also so cool. And I'll maybe spend a half hour in the eight hour VOD going through his, right. his stream, which is like uh, a lot different than like the mentality of firing up a live stream and spending eight hours doing my normal work and hoping someone watches it <laughs> for sure. And I mean, to, to like add different angles to it, mm-hmm. you know, there are the people that are still learning that can learn. Uh, there are people that are just starting. There are people that are just like, I watch Hiko every morning when I'm eating breakfast, Hiko, Hiko. 
Yes. He's a Valorant streamer. He mm -hmm. plays for a hundred thieves. You know, I have no desire. I mean, I would like to be better at Valorant, mm -hmm. but it's not like I'm putting hours into practice or getting better at first person shooters, but I still really enjoy watching him because he's good at it. Uh, mm -hmm. and it's, it's entertaining. And then, you know, there are some people that just enjoy watching something out of the curiosity of the process and they might not have any interest in doing it at all, but those like little mundane tasks and kind of watching the whole thing come together. It's almost like watching a woodworking video on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Like totally I'm, I'm never going to be a woodworker. I, I have no desire to buy that equipment or put my hands in that kind of danger being that close to a saw, but like watching a half an hour video. And of course it's not eight hours, you know, like you said, but mm -hmm. like taking the time to just watch the process unfold is very mm -hmm. intriguing. So totally. I it's mean, funny you say that. I love watching those videos. There's a specific guy I follow. Um, I don't know if I'm going to say his last name right, but it's Jimmy Diresta on YouTube. I don't know if you're watch that guy, but he, no. he mm -mm. makes exactly that they're like half hour long videos and he'll just make something and it's like so therapeutic that's like yes. that's like a, i'm in bed watching this type of thing yeah watching watching it kind of unfold is is very very like soothing almost to just see like it all unfold mm -hmm. i i really appreciate or like uh other videos that i've gotten into uh in the past are like people that live out like kind of the off-grid living where they build their own cabin in the middle of the woods and it shows them mm -hmm. knocking down all the trees and then stripping them and then putting it together. And they don't say anything to the camera. You know, it's just a bunch of scenes of them knocking down the trees and then dragging the trees. And then they'll show some leaves as like this little segue. And then it's them putting all the trees together. Like I, every now and then I enjoy watching those just to like watch because I appreciate the work that is being put into it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it's just it's just so much fun. I get recommended those types of things too, where it's like cabin built in one year, and it's like just like this nice forest sounds and maybe some like subtle music or whatever, and they're just like yeah. building this log cabin from the resources around them. Um, or even it's very similar. I mean, it's a little bit different, but it's very similar to that guy who blew up, who I haven't actually heard from in a long time. Um, or seen his stuff, I mean, but uh, who was it? It's primitive technology. I'm sure you've seen some of those come across your feed. Probably, yeah. Where he's like, he's just like this shirtless, barefoot dude, and he's like dirty shorts, and he's just out there. It's like how to make a, <laughs> how to make a hut in <laughs> in the forest, and he's like finding clay and like yes, <laughs> he makes a little axe out of like the stick and the stone, and he's like making stuff with it. It's I've like I've definitely seen at least one or two of those videos. I'm curious though, I don't want to let you off the hook completely. What would your hypothetical goals be? The goal, well, like things, yes. things that you want, but, but that you aren't necessarily working towards. Yeah. My hypothetical goal would be like something equivalent to a smug match. I'd just be like, okay. ah, dream, dream made. I get to go play one V one in some sort of competitive environment for content. Like that'd be so fun. I'd love to do that. <laughs> Who would your who would your dream opponent be? Oh, I would love it if there was someone else who was 
similar in rank and was in a similar place that I am. Like, uh, I don't know what his Rocket League rank is actually, but someone someone like Linksy, who's like also making Rocket League like edits type. I know he does a little bit different work than I do. Or like um, Zeke, he's like a great editor, plays Rocket League. There's another guy who I do work with a lot with Pulse. Uh, his name's Sam, goes by Loomis um, on Twitter. I think, I think unless he changed his handle. Uh, but yeah, he does, uh, uh, he plays and does amazing 3D work. And like, I think it would be really fun if there was somebody else in the scene at a similar time who had like a very similar standing. It's like, yeah, I like do 3D or I do motion graphics, I do editing, and I also play this game and I'm also pretty good at it. And so it's sort of like the clash of like the, the motion designers almost. But honestly, I'd take anybody. Like, that's hypothetical. I think it would be really interesting for you to just do that with somebody and then mm -hmm. make it make this giant um production of the match like mm -hmm. really just go crazy on the edit and make it like some fancy pants montage mm -hmm. uh because even like zeke put out a video a little while ago that was one v ones but he made a montage shot out of every single goal that he scored or like every nice this. goal is a that. montage. So it would be it would be really interesting to see uh, what you know you like how crazy somebody could go with making Rocket League look fancy. For sure. That would that would be quite uh, no, interesting. I would like I would definitely I would definitely enjoy doing that. I've thought about that. Like um he doesn't do Rocket League content anymore, but he kind of was definitely making his way onto the scene. Um, his name's Ben, uh, went by Trauma Llama. I did a little bit of work for him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple times. Yeah. Super, super cool guy. He, uh, him and I still play occasionally. Um, he, uh, we, we played some twos together, like maybe like only a week, week or two ago. Did you but make he, that studio uh, thing for him? No, that was actually a, okay. a really close friend of mine, uh, who I've known since we were both like 10. Uh, his name is Liam. He goes on Twitter by Colonel Fantastic. That's like been his handle forever. Um, <laughs> back from like old Halo days. I think that was like That's one of the so Xbox auto-generated ones, but he just stuck with it. But anyway, so that uh, he um, Ben wanted me to do that. And I was like, oh, I, I don't have time right now. I was actually booked. And I was like, but I got, a, I got a 3D artist buddy who could definitely jam that out for you. So I connected the two of them. And Liam did a fantastic job uh, doing that. Um, the thing I did for him was... Uh, like the big thing i did a bunch of little things but like the big thing i did was like the the car driving down the road and him sitting in it and then i did the little long oh character. yeah yeah uh-huh um i don't have that much on my timeline so sometimes i can find these little things but uh yeah that was a that was a, a fun project for sure aha uh -huh. here it is i think i can discord it to you the uh, the little llama character i did for him oh yeah wow that's crazy. So if just you too many llamas in Rocket League, man, I, I, right? For some reason, I just find myself modeling llamas. Just in the internet in general, there's lots <laughs> of llamas in, in gaming. I feel like what? Um, so as somebody that plays so much one v one, how do you how do you keep coming back? Like so many people know that one v one is good for you, but. Mm -hmm can't handle doing it for whatever reason. So what advice would you have to somebody that, you know, wants to play 1v1, but 
just can't maintain like a even keel for it. I actually have no advice on that front because I've enjoyed it from the very beginning before it was even a, a common knowledge that it was good for you. And, and it made you learn like sort of like eating your vegetables. It's never been eating my vegetables. I feel like three V three feels like that for me, learning how to like coordinate with my team better and know when to go for stuff. Ones I just sort of get to just like, I don't got to worry about that. It's just me versus the other guy. And I only have to worry about what I'm doing and what he's doing. And that's more fun for me. So if you don't enjoy it, uh, I'm not really exactly sure what to what to tell you, because uh, uh, I I for some reason do. <laughs> it's a little bit like working out. Like my my older brother is like always been really into like exercise and fitness, and me being computer guy, uh, it is a chore for me, and I have to force myself to do it, and I don't like it, but it's good for you. And uh, okay, well I guess I might as well. And uh, I feel like if you feel that way about ones, then I guess it can just sort of live in that space. Uh, whereas like, maybe someone like my older brother, like, it would be him to exercise like me to like one v one, or I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, man, I just like it. <laughs> so then what is what is the mentality you have? Or what is your feelings or thoughts towards? Like, when you're going into a game? How do you think about it? How do you kind of frame it in your mind that it is not something that you're dreading or you hate um it's it's kind of one of those things where i don't have anybody else to blame except for myself and that takes the stress off of it for me which i know i and i can i can sympathize with how that could put stress on somebody else but and I keep bringing up chess, but it's 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 very similar where I'm like, ah, I no one else has messed me up. I haven't. Oh, you went when it wasn't your turn. Like, I don't I don't want to worry about that, guys. I just want to go for the ball. And uh, that's maybe a dumb way of thinking about it. But it's it takes the stress off for me. It's kind of like the playground. It's like I have the place to myself. I can do what I want. Everyone can leave me alone. And uh, <laughs> that. Uh, that just makes the the mentality of it like more in the range of like like i guess just fun i don't know i'm i'm kind of uh not really sure exactly how to describe it when i'm, yeah. when I'm playing with when i'm playing against somebody he's he's either going to be mad because i'm winning and i'm happy because i'm winning or uh he's going to be happy because he's winning and i am losing and so i'm like Oh, well, now I just need to learn how to do better. Whereas, like, even in 2v2, like, if we're winning, obviously, good time. If we're losing, I don't get the luxury of being like, hmm, yeah, how do I do better? Because I got this teammate here who, nine times out of ten, is like, you freaking guy, you're the worst. Worst teammate I ever had. What is this? And I'm like, and that stresses me out. And I'm like, no, I'm not having fun. And I think a lot of people can relate to that with Rocket League is, your, your teammates will, will blame you. And like, I also try and not get like too like blame focused, but sometimes you truthfully do just have this teammate who is not doing what he's supposed to be doing. And I'm not very good at playing with that type of person and, and adapting to that type of person. So oftentimes we will end up losing. And it's of course way too simple to say, well, it was my teammate's fault, but 
that's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling that inside. Oh, dang, it's your fault. And to blow off frustration, I will lose my teammate altogether and I will go into a 1v1 where I'm most comfortable. So it's it's almost like mm-hmm. you're not worried you're not worried about Rocket League on a game to game basis mm-hmm. because you know that you have the opportunity to watch game A, learn from game A and then mm-hmm. add on to that in game B, C, D, E and F. Mhm. Definitely. So, That's a very good way of putting it, for sure. And mistakes don't really get to you because it's just something that you can learn from. Yeah, obvious mistakes are like the best because it's like, oh, shoot, like, I clearly should not have done that. And I'm in that mode right now with chess where everything I do wrong that causes me to lose a game in hindsight is obvious. It's like, oh, look at how dumb I was right here. That was the problem. And then I can think about that next time. Um, And obviously, as you get better and better, the the nuance grows and it's a little harder to spot your mistakes and the progress slows. And I feel like maybe that's where I'm hanging out right now. Cause I've been, uh, I've been about the same MMR for like the past three seasons. And it's, I, I maybe get a little bit higher, but I don't ever hold that. And, uh, I don't know, maybe it just takes more practice, but, uh, maybe it's finally time for me to start doing dribbling challenges and figure out how to like be more mechanical. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, I think that, you know, when I talk to higher level players, like Mm -hmm. recently, uh, Kira, um, Danger Taco, both of them Mm -hmm. were like, you know, I'm, I'm a very positional, smart player. And the thing that I'm lacking right now is mechanics. Oh, really? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh And I I feel like, uh, if anything, and I'm not saying that I'm, I'm, I would say that I'm in this boat to a certain extent, like there are just a lot of rocket league players out there that make a lot of bad decisions. Mm -hmm. And I think that those decisions, those bad decisions Mm -hmm. lead to giving up goals. They lead to throwing off your teammates and then them having to make panicked or bad decisions, which lead Mm -hmm. to giving up goals. So just being, a smart player can take you really far in this game. Mm-hmm. And then once it's... go, ahead. go ahead. Oh, I was just going to, I mean, you can, you can go ahead. They listen to me talk every week. So if you have something no, to add to that, I was going to, I was going to throw in that your, your, uh, thought about like a lot of people making bad decisions is it's really funny that unless you're like, top tier know nearly everything about the game there is to know right now where the game exists um sometimes you can only make the best decision you can make and for someone like me the best decision to make changes uh game to game and rank to rank where it's like the thing that worked at this rank did not work at this rank totally Uh, even even lower ranks my uh i'll bring him up again my friend liam who did the the 3d worker ben he uh he's exceptionally good at rocket league he's uh he's played it a lot we we discovered the game together when it went free on playstation so he's been around just as long as i have um he's into a lot of other games too so he has like a very widespread skill set amongst all games whereas i'm bad at every game except for rocket league and i'm even kind of bad at rocket league too but um (laughs) he is so anyway he uh plays probably about like champ one champ two level uh on his own 
And so when I hop on my alt and the two of us play together, it's funny, sometimes we will lose more games against champ ones and champ twos than we will if I'm on my main account and he plays with me against GC twos and threes. And it's because he'll position as best as he knows how based off of what I'm doing. And I'm very comfortable knowing what these guys want to do and where they're going to be and what's going to work and probably what's not going to work. And I take that into our champ two lobby and just somehow get smoked. And I'm like, nothing makes sense. And we always, we always uh, blame it and claim it uh, as a, a guitar hero on easy. You're trying so hard to in- anticipate these really slow moving notes that you're missing them compared to if you just put it on expert and you just let your mind do what it is used to doing, then you can do better at the game. And that's, it's funny. Cause we'll, uh, yeah, we'll sometimes be losing to these like champ ones and champ twos in these lobbies and not being able to coordinate very well with each other to pull out wins. So we'll switch over and then start beating grand champ twos and grand champ ones in, in my, that's main so account. interesting. It's, it's definitely a very funny thing. <laughs> well, and Rocket League at that level, it's mm-hmm. this organized, I mean, it's, I don't want to say organized chaos. I almost want to say like chaotic organization. Like it's, it's more chaos than it is organization because mm-hmm. people play chaotically, but they can still just when they need to hit the ball well enough to score a goal when you're not expecting it. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I've heard Hiko and other players talk about it in Valorant at lower levels. You know, like when when he's playing Valorant, like he gets to a position, he stops and then he shoots because he knows that when he's uh, not moving, he has a better shot. But mm-hmm. then, like in my games, when I'm playing Valorant, people will just run out, guns a blazing, and so their spread is going all over the place but they just happen to land that one bullet right in my head. So they still get the kill because I'm not good enough to hit them on the move. But like Mm -hmm. the fundamentals are not good, but they still Mm -hmm. happen to work and it works for them, you know, in iron or low bronze, but it wouldn't work when you're playing. But at the same time, you know, even a broken clock is right twice a day. So Mm -hmm. a bronze player could run out guns a blazing at even a a radiant player and kill them from time to time. Just like Mm -hmm. a champ two knows how to exist in the chaos of champ two, but a GC two coming there expecting nice, clean touches, you know, Mm -hmm. reasonable rotations, uh, Mm -hmm. people being like in certain places when you're put into that chaos it almost makes you a little uncomfortable because you don't know how to like, you mm-hmm. don't understand how to exist in the, in the wild, wild West almost. Totally. And I think that might harken back to why I'm really into one V one is because you don't have, like, I'm like, truthfully, I'm never going to lose to a grand into uh, a, to a champ two in, in a one V one. Like I just, I, at this rank, I wouldn't, unless they're like a sleeper champ two, who I'm like, oh, I'm supersonic legend and I don't play, I don't play much 1v1. And so therefore I'm sitting at champ two. That doesn't count. I'm talking, I grind once, I do as best as I can. And my top rank I've ever hit, and I'd like to be higher, but I'm sitting at champ two, that person. Um, I'm not going to lose to that person in a 1v1 because it's a very controlled environment. It's like, 
it's just me versus him. And I, I, I'm not going to make as many mistakes as, as that player at that rank is going mm-hmm. to make. Um, in a, in a 2v2 lobby, that exact same player, uh, who I could have probably creamed in a 1v1, might beat me. And and it's it's a lot harder to control the situation and a lot more, I don't want to say luck, but a lot more like fortunate things for the other team can happen in that chaotic environment. Things you're not expecting, things you're not even positioned for because you're not used to them. And you're like, dang it, I, I'm losing to some champ twos. And then you can get in your own head and then you play even worse. And it's just like a bad recipe. And it's really fun to watch like content creators do like Road to Supersonic Legend because they'll pass through those ranks that you're familiar with and you'll see how they deal with it. And someone who's obviously as gifted as them can win any game with any random player. Like you watch like Lethemir series. You'll just be right. like, hmm, yeah, I'm going to, oh, huh, odd that that guy wanted to do that anyway. And he'll put himself somewhere on the field that he maybe wouldn't have put himself previously because of what his teammate just did. And, oh, what do you know? He has possession. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, check that out. And then he'll be like, all right, I'm going to put this on the backboard, see what my teammate does. Oh, he wasn't there to shoot it. No worries. I'll go collect this, and let's see where he is now. Hmm, he's back. I'll dribble it back, and maybe we can start an offensive together. And he's able to just control the – it's almost like he's controlling all three players on the field at once. <laughs> just kind of like, hmm, what do you guys want to do next? Like, And it's really funny to see someone who has that – Like, and he's not pulling off – flip resets and doing crazy stuff and outplaying all these guys. He's literally just knows that much more about the game than these guys at this rank that he's able to control the outcome. Whereas someone like me, like, yeah, I'm higher ranked than these guys, but like, I might, I'm not at that level of control where I go back into that rank and I'm completely lost. Right. That's the thing that I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm also realizing about my rank you know, I can mm-hmm. see some of the rotational mistakes, especially since I'm paying more attention to that. You know, I'm trying to play around my teammates more. I'm trying mm-hmm. to adjust for when they cut or when they turn in too quickly or try and get a touch that might not be optimal. Mm-hmm. But I myself don't necessarily have the mechanical uh, abilities to just carry a game. Like when I mm-hmm. take an opportunity... You know, when you see Squishy or Lethemir take an opportunity on the ball, they can do so much with it that they can control. They can literally mm-hmm. just control the game. And though oh, totally. I though I see it, I don't have the capability to just control the game. Uh, One thing that's really interesting about like Squishy and and like Lethemir doing like these these series where they'll kind of go all the way up from nothing to like Supersonic Legend is like. Like, yeah, Squishy has possession and he could easily score this. But so often in the series, he doesn't. He says, oh, I'm going to put this into the corner and rotate around. And my teammate should be there. And oftentimes there he's like, hmm, ah, well, he didn't do what I thought he was going to do. So let's try this again. It's like that whole series he did, Squishy specifically, uh, where he's like uh, getting Grand Champ without scoring. Yeah. Like that, like that's the type of game you can't do that without his level of game knowledge that's right. insane. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and just being persistent enough and have the ability to consistently set up your teammate over mm-hmm. and over again and i remember when he did that series i didn't watch it all but i remember mm-hmm. watching one of them and him saying at the video like i might have to adjust this because it's getting harder for me to not score and still win games 
like that mm-hmm. series took longer because he wasn't it's a lot harder to create mm-hmm. a pass consistently out of nothing when sometimes you could just beat both defenders and score a goal. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and so often you run into these players who want to just only solo play. They're, they they go, all right, I'm going to get possession and I'm going to go for a shot on net. Oh, it didn't work. I'm collecting boost and I'm rotating all the way back. And right. then they're like waiting for you to, all right, your turn, you try. You try and do a solo play. Yeah. And, and if you try and pass it to them, they're like, they're like, what are, you, what are you doing? That was a terrible shot. All right, my turn for a solo play. Yeah. And, they, and then they're expecting you to rotate all the way back. And they just think that it's like this take turns sort of mentality. And uh, it, it's not that that never works. It's not a terrible way to play. It's just, it's not always going to be very effective. And I mm-hmm. think that that is uh, something, it was funny to watch Squishy run into where he's get these teammates that just don't want to play with him. He's like, guys, what are you doing? Yeah. That I've I've heard plenty of times that two v two is also almost considered like one v ones, but taking just taking turns one v one ing each other mm-hmm. instead of actually playing two v twos. For sure. So, last question: What do you feel like? I'm. I thought it was a very interesting statement that you said. Like, I will always beat a champ too, and I I don't mean it in the sense of like ego or anything like that, because mm-hmm. I certainly agree with you. But like, what what do you feel are the differences between like where you're at right now and like a champ one or a champ two in ones? What are the defining characteristics that separate the two ranks? I think I know even if they're better mechanically than me, which oftentimes is is the case, uh, they're trying to do crazier stuff. I think that it's different for everyone at that rank, um, where someone might be going for stuff that they shouldn't be going for. And I'm like, I have no problem saving this. Like I've, I've got too much experience saving these types of shots and you're not really putting that big of a threat against me. And every time you try and go for that ceiling shot, you're leaving me with an open net and, and you're not learning from it. And I'm just going to keep scoring these. And, I, and, and that's the type of player who might say, you're so boring because they're trying to like mm, be sure. cool about it. And, and I'm like, I'm not really worried about like looking cool. I'm just going to catch the ball and put it in your net. I just want to win the game. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's, that's all too common. Um, You know, going for stuff you shouldn't be going for. Um, And I think maybe like everyone might have one big flaw uh, that you could focus on really quickly. And I think that that's something I'm pretty good at doing is noting what your flaw is. Mm. Um, But even if you've got multiple of them, like I'm going to be able to take advantage of like something you're doing wrong. Like someone, for example, might always give me too much space. They're always going to go back and try and defend. And like, yeah, you might finish the game with 10 saves. That guy might have 10 saves, but I have 20 shots on net because he gave me so much space and I creamed him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, what do you, what do you want me to do? Whereas like um, someone who's always ball chasing, I don't need to like, control the ball or put it on net. I just have to take these little awkward touches. So he goes right past the ball every time. And I'm like, he doesn't, he's not going to learn. Like, and, and it's funny because in one V one, the second that stops working, the second, like an awkward touch stops working and he is a little more patient. He slows down. Now I'm thrown off. Now I have to figure out, okay, what am I going to do now? Because I've taken up this awkward touch. He was patient and now he has possession. And now I'm in a new spot on the field. I haven't been before 
maybe I didn't manage my boost up to that moment very well. And, uh oh, now I'm defending with low boost and he's probably going to score on me. And that was a really good play from him. And now going into the next play, what I'm having to think about, what's he going to do? Like I have to play a little bit more smart and a little more safe. And, and uh, anyway, that's a long version of saying, I think probably someone at that level's biggest mistake most commonly is their inability to switch it up is they're mm. going to go in playing one play style, whether they're re- they're like me, they're very ball focused. They're very much about pressure. They don't want to save any shots if they don't have to, they just want to take the ball for themselves. That is going to be something that I'm going to very quickly have to adapt to and play to, and I will figure out how to get around. And once I figure out how to get around it, if they haven't and refuse to change what they're doing, it's not going to end well for them. Whereas sure. like, uh, like if they're switching it up, I'm having to switch it up. And it's like this constant, it's this constant game of like, like mind gaming your opponent, even when you're like, yeah, even when you're uh, going for a kickoff, you're mind gaming your opponent. You want them to think you're going to do a push when you're actually doing a hook. You want them to think you're going for it. If you're faking it or vice versa, it's like, you're always playing like 40 chess and, uh, some people aren't even playing that game. They're just going out trying to brute force a win, and you can usually figure out what to do against that. And if they're not going to switch up what they're doing, then you've it could be a minute into the game and you've already pretty much beat them. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you, where do you feel like your ability to catch on to a an opponent's play style came from? Uh, watching a lot of games and being very grounded myself. Uh, I watch my opponent more than I watch the ball, I think. Um, so it's, it's, it's because that's the only way I'm going to be able to, to beat him is if I know what he's going to do. That's your chosen strategy as opposed to mechanics. Exactly. Like, so like, uh, so often, like, like I'm not like, I'll, I'll start air dribbles all the time, but I'd probably say. 99% 99% of the time, I'm not going to like use the rest of my boost and try and go top corner with it. I'm going to usually start the air dribble and then go, okay, what is he doing about this? Is he going to jump and is he going to go for it? Or is he going to wait? And I'm probably not going to get a goal out of that one, but my goal is to not get scored on either and see what he likes to do. And um, mm. if he's sitting on the, if he's sitting on the ground, then I'm not going to start the next air dribble. If he goes, if he goes for it really early, then I'm going to start the next air dribble and save my flip. And the second he jumps, I'm just going to hit it anywhere else. doesn't even matter. I'm just going to use my saved flip and just smack it into his corner against the backboard. doesn't matter. And it's too late. He's already jumped for it. He's not going to reach that ball because I've just knocked it out of his trajectory. And now I get to just catch it and put it in his open net. Uh, and like that, that's like one small example. So I think it's just, it just comes from trying a bunch of stuff and, watching your opponent more than you're watching the ball and just kind of trying to figure out what it is that they might want to do. Hmm. And to be able to do that, you have to be able to control the ball at the same time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like I'm not the, I'm not going to be able to like, I really like to learn how to do a breezy flick. I can't do it. I've tried so hard. I mean, every time I, every time I rotate up around that tornado spin, I always just, I either am not close enough to hit the musty when I when it comes time, or I'm too close and I end up just sort of throwing the ball away when I go for the tornado. And I'm like, dang it! But 
you don't need to do that. I can just carry the ball on top of my car, no problem. And I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing against a GC three and one v one, and I'm not going to breezy flick him. I'm just going to hang on to the ball. If he charges at me, I'm going to jump and tilt my car a little forward and take a really solid fifty. And sometimes I might get a goal out of that. If he uh, approaches a little bit slower, I might just flick it up really high into the air and like, okay, go get it. Like I'll go, I'll pick up some boost and uh, then we'll, we'll reassess. I'll meet you back at midfield. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, it's, it, yeah, I'm not, I'm not hitting like a breezy flick against anybody in freaking ranked. Like, and, and I think that that's what I mean when I say like, I don't have mechanics, like I'm not going to be able to do that to you, but I'll at least be able to do well enough to, uh, to uh, figure out what you want to do and then use that against you. Yeah. How do you, how do you do uh, when you run into other really boring rocket league players like yourself? Uh, usually it's not very common. I would say usually it's a, it's a really good game. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll lose those ones sometimes. Cause uh, he's, he's never doing the same thing twice. And I'm like, God, I can't get a I can't get a handle on this guy. I don't know what he wants to do. It's like I feel like when I go for it, uh, he he goes for it too. When I go, okay, he's gonna go for it too. I'll hit it around him. He plays patient, and I'm like, how are you doing the exact correct thing every single time? And you're 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 always predicting. Like it's it's insane because it literally feels like he's reading my mind when I run into like these top ranked players who are able to do this to me, like that impresses personally that impresses me more when someone is able to just totally outsmart me like and without ever doing anything impressive when i play against somebody who's like doing freestyle shots and i'm saving some of them and i'm not saving some of them and he's a pretty good goalie so he comes out of the game with more goals than i have i'm not saving that game i know what happened i wasn't a good enough defender and i gave him too many shots on my net that's not that's not one of and he's a very gifted mechanically i'm not going to get a ton out of watching that game compared to the, the game where the guy sat on the ground the entire time and somehow was able to freaking stop every chance i ever had to get possession and take every shot on net in a way that was able to stop me from defending it like that that one is like okay i'm genuinely confused i need to watch this back what did you do <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i definitely feel you there um mm. and even even now like with my replays i will save one spot you know i don't necessarily need to always watch every single bit of every replay but there might be one little thing where in the moment i'm like tom come on that was stupid <laughs> and then you go back you watch that and you're like oh yeah okay so how do i do this what can i do differently mm -hmm. um but uh it's it's really cool to hear that you go through such a like a developed process of watching back replays and, and figuring out how to develop mm -hmm. from, from what you find there. It really can mm -hmm. be so beneficial. Um, and just as you said, you know, you really can do a lot to rank up without necessarily being a mechanical genius, even though it might be quote unquote more fun to be, mm -hmm. you know, doing the flip resets and the, in the ceiling shots and all that stuff. Yeah. And it's funny. One of my favorite people to watch play is literally, um, as insulting as this might come off, I mean, it as a compliment is literally like the exact opposite player that I am. Uh, I really love watching Forky. Anytime he's ever been in any one V one, I'm right there watching it. 
and that guy loses so bad sometimes but when he's winning he's winning and it's just because like it's like he's just going for all of this crazy stuff and he like if it doesn't work he's trying it again and it's really really fun watching him develop in games uh i mean he throws so many games though throws so bad it's so funny because he tries these shots and misses and then you know he'll start trying with like 45 seconds left in a game and he's down by three and he'll Mm -hmm. tie the game Mm -hmm. which is just crazy he's like all right gotta start playing scores three goals in 45 seconds Mm -hmm. and then in the last 10 seconds he'll try to win by doing something crazy stupid the other person catches the ball and scores and he loses it's just beyond funny and it's not even kind of what I do and it's entertaining to watch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is if nothing but entertaining to watch, that's for sure. Like the things mm-hmm. that he can do are just insane. Mm-hmm. For there's, sure. It's it's a good time. There's no disagreeing with that. Okay, well we have been going for a while, so mm-hmm. oh wow. A, the last 20 minutes have gone really fast. Holy cow. We are definitely going to start winding down now. Um, and just in infinite boost fashion, uh, it's funny that these shows have been going a little bit longer. A guy just text, or sent me a message on Discord the other day and was like, I work 10-hour night shifts. And these podcasts have really been helping me get through these shifts. Uh, hmm. And I was like, well, I'm glad that you've been enjoying the show. And there's no way that I'm going to be able to create <laughs> 10 hours of content every night for you. So uh, I'm sorry once you catch up that I won't have anything for you. Um, but the shows have been going a little bit longer. So hopefully that helps you out. Um, yeah, well, you're a, a, a fantastic host. I not for any point in time during this was I trying to come up with something to say because you always had very thought provoking questions where I found myself probably rambling more than I was like trying to fill dead space. So um, like hats off to you for that. Oh, well, thank you very much. I, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. You know, I, I think uh, in terms of Rocket League and everybody comes at it from a different perspective and always has their own thoughts and how they play the game and what they need to work on and all of that. So I find it very intriguing. Just, you know, I could, I could probably mm-hmm. create a show asking the same 15 questions to every single person and it, would easily be an hour and different every single time. So, um, totally. I think it, I think, you know, any, everybody has something different to offer. So it, it, it mm-hmm. comes quite easily mm-hmm. if I'm at least easily for me, but you probably, you know, feel like playing at GC two is easier for you and, uh, <laughs> it would be impossible for me. So I guess it's all just perspective. Uh, yeah, but anyways, sure. definitely. uh, that's, that's my long way of saying thank you. Um, no, and- yeah, absolutely. Like, I, no, I appreciate it. No one has ever invited me on a podcast before. I was like, oh, a podcast. I'm I in. get, Let's do I it. get that. I get that so often. And even uh, the last few people that I've had on the show were like, I don't think that I would be good at that. And they're all content creators. Mm-hmm. Um, like you literally talk. That's like what you do. You're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have confidence <laughs> in my ability to help them do fine. Um, mm-hmm. So it always goes well. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, I, I always, you know, enjoy having people on that have never even listened to a podcast because it's just fun to have conversations with new people. So Mm -hmm. I appreciate your, um, willingness to come on. And like I've said, I've, I've admired 
you know, what you've done uh, graphically mm-hmm. a long time. Cause I've, I've dabbled very, very, very lightly dabbled in like uh, after effects and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So I have a fondness for motion graphics, but I mean, I would never, I mean, you know, given years, I could probably do something halfway decent, but, uh, I, mm-hmm. I certainly admire the work that you've done with the, with the motion graphics and being able to support the rocket league community that way. So I'm glad oh, that we absolutely. had the opportunity to connect. Yeah. Same here. Like, yeah, this has been, this has been really cool and I appreciate the, the kind words. Oh, definitely. I, I like to give credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like I always end the episode, the the first last part of the show is any final thoughts you might have for the Infinite Boost audience. Uh, if you're if you're trying to improve, uh, do what you enjoy doing for Rocket League. If you enjoy playing custom maps, like then do that because you're going to be more inclined to put more hours into something you're having fun with. And yeah, sure, it'd be helpful to be a little more analytical about the thing you're having fun with. But uh, if you hate 1v1s, like you're probably gonna get tired of the game if that's all you force yourself to play. So that's that's my that's my tiny piece of advice is uh, if you're trying to improve, just just have fun at that. And I know that's not what I came on here to say, but uh, I mean the same thing for motion graphics as well. Do something that's fun. Like like it doesn't have to be a chore. Uh, obviously, when you're working on like a big long project, there are there are pieces of it that come off as being a chore, but you're going to be much more inclined to do those pieces of a project if it's something you're enjoying overall. So if you want to learn how to do something or you want to complete something, make sure it's something that you're going to have a good time doing or you're going to you know feel fulfilled with. And it'll be a lot easier to, uh, to jam on than nice. if you're just feeling like you're eating your vegetables the whole time. Yeah. No, and I might like vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> I I completely agree. And I mean at mm-hmm. the end of the day, right? Like like you said, I mean Justin never plays 1v1s and yet he could mm-hmm. probably very easily be supersonic just because he's put in the time that mm-hmm. has got him like he enjoyed getting to where he's got the way that he got there and mm-hmm. he's doing okay for himself. So I completely agree. Where can totally. people find you on the internet? Uh Right now, I have a uh, a Twitter where I just like to post things I make and like things I'm up to. It's at Jacob Dalton VFX on the screen, um, and under the exact same heading on YouTube, Jacob Dalton VFX, I do tutorial content for After Effects. Uh, it's been a while since I've uploaded there, so uh, uh, I can I can only say look forward to if you're interested in tutorial content for motion graphics and 3d like look forward to more stuff this year because i've made it one of my resolutions to get back into that channel i just passed uh 15 subscribers there i saw that yeah so that's that's pretty fun um yeah so i'm gonna be posting more there this year just the past couple years it's gotten away from me and i haven't had time to but i'm making it a point and uh we're gonna make it happen so if you want to follow me there and catch up when I pick back up doing content, feel free to. Otherwise, uh, give me a follow on Twitter and uh, you can see my regular things I'm up to. Yes, do that because the things that he does are just crazy, insane. I, Thanks, I man. really enjoy that. Definitely, definitely. Uh, and last but not least, a question 
for the audience, for the people out there listening to the show, you have an opportunity to ask them a question. And sometimes they answer on the Discord. Sometimes they do throw it out there on Twitter, which you should do more of, please. That's why I do this. Want to hear from you guys. Anyways, a question for the audience. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. What question do I have for the audience? Here? Exactly. Yes. Hmm. Um, what is the best training pack in Rocket League? What's the best one for improving? Give me that one. Cause I want to play that one. <laughs> I don't know. It's <laughs> something like that. That'd be fun. Do you have a personal favorite? Uh, I what do you, what do you feel is like got, you've gotten the most out of the ultimate warm up is one that got put up not that long ago. And I don't remember the code of it or anything off the top of my head, but that was a fun one. Is but it the it, ultimate warm up or ultimate warm up? It might be called it, ultimate warm up. Cause Hinata, I think it's like Hinata has one that has been around for a while called the ultimate warm up, I think, but then Seabell the YouTuber put one out recently, semi-recently now, that he mm. also called Ultimate Warm-Up. I think it's that one. I think it's Seabells, believe it or not. Okay. I liked that one. That was good, good to one. know. I think that there should be a fight in between the Ultimate Warm-Up training packs so that we can decide mm -hmm. who actually has the Ultimate Warm-Up and then the other one should be forced to change the name. That would be a really good YouTube video. That'd be fun. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, what is your favorite training pack? Let us know because I'm also always looking for good training packs to do. Because uh, I don't want to be champ one anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right. fair enough, fair enough. All right. Well, uh, Jacob, thank you again for coming on the show. It was a real treat. Uh, enjoyed having you on. Um, best of luck with all your stuff moving forward. And as always, thank you for the boost. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for inviting me.